It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The ultimate NBA mock draft from the Locked On Podcast Network is out. The first couple picks are in, including my own. I'm going to go deeper into why I took who I took. We'll talk a little bit about my draft strategy, what happened, what didn't happen in later episodes, of course, uh, as we are a week away from the NBA draft. Thanks for sticking with me for a late edition here of Thursday's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 16th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, I'm going to explain why I picked Jabari Smith with the first pick in the in the Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft. You can get that podcast on the Locked On NBA Mock Draft feed. I'll have more information about that later on in the show. Um, but I'm going to go deeper into why I took Jabari Smith. What Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren don't have, that uh, leading me to that pick as much as anything else, and then what I did later in the draft, or what I didn't, what didn't do or wasn't able to do later in the draft, and what that might say about what the Magic end up doing as well later in the first round. Also, some targets that I had uh, for that first round pick. I don't want to spoil too much because that locked on uh, NBA uh, mock draft is going to be going on throughout the course of the week. Again, subscribe to that uh, on the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft fan page. Uh, uh, page, search for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. I'll have more information uh, later on. But before we do that, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. I know I'm coming out late on a Thursday, so we want to appreciate you for listening to us. If it's a late Thursday, appreciate you if you're listening to us early Friday. I promise there's a reason why I'm going late, and it's not because my internet suddenly went out in the morning. It is because of that, but there's also a good reason to be late because tomorrow's episode will also be late, and I promise there's a good reason for that too, but I can't share that right now. Um, so we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Arcade One Up. Locked On is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shaq machines. And because it's NBA Jam, Shaq wasn't on the Lakers yet, so it's Magic Shaq, the good Shaq, the best Shaq. Stay tuned later in the show to learn how to enter to win this awesome, awesome, awesome prize. But the Orlando Magic are, are the real winners here, and they were the real winners last month when they won the NBA Draft Lottery, and we've gone through so much, and we're still going to go through plenty more. We're still going to talk plenty more about the pick and, and, and how the Magic are making their decision. Um, we will have you know a couple, a couple episodes here coming up really talking, really drilling down on the first overall pick. Uh, we will hear from Jeff Weltman on Monday, so you know we will be talking pretty much nonstop about the first overall pick in and what we're learning and how we're feeling about it uh, pretty much now until Thursday. The next five episodes are going to be all about the number one pick. Uh, So get excited for that. Um, 
But uh, but obviously it's it's the big focus, and 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 you know we have the NBA Finals going on, but once the finals end, all eyes will be on Orlando. And I've done a few podcasts, I've done a few availabilities, really talking about this. Um, this draft is really really unique. And it's not unique because, necessarily because of the prospects. Um, look, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Banchero are all really good players. I've said this repeatedly. Um, I hope people are holding me to this. I've been very, very conscious about this as I've reviewed prospects and as I've gone through them. I'm not ignoring weaknesses. We'll get into some of those weak, some of the weaknesses here for sure. I don't think you should overlook them. But I've really tried to be very, very fair and look at what players can do. Um, I, I tend to think sometimes uh, with draft coverage, we tend to get a little negative, uh, a little too negative for my liking, um, and don't talk about these prospects uh, and why they're in the position they're in. We, 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 get, we, we harp too much on what players can't do and, what, and, don't, and not focus on what they can do. Um, and that's ultimately where, how I came to the decision about Jabari Smith. I have, was on the record before the lottery, around, around the draft lottery, certainly in the days after the draft lottery, believing that Paolo Bancaro was the pick. And I'll explain a little bit more why, why I've kind of come around on Pancaro not being the pick. Um, but I, I've come to, to, to a different conclusion, obviously. Um, if, if the draft were today, and obviously I've done the Locked On uh, NBA mock draft, um, it, I would pick Jabari Smith. Uh, and I think the reason for that is, is really twofold. Um, one, he's going to give you a lot now. Um, I, I don't think this is a player you're going to have to wait on. I don't think this is a player... You're going to have to 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 develop. He's going to be able to contribute immediately. Uh, I, I compared him a lot to Rashard Lewis. Um, you know, both sides of Rashard Lewis. He's got Seattle Rashard Lewis's athleticism with uh, Orlando Rashard Lewis's shooting. And 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 I would often kind of close that up by saying, well, is Rashard Lewis the kind of player that you build a team around? And, and that's a question that I think a lot of people have have had about him. And I think that's a fair question because there are questions about Jabari Smith. That every time I put on tape of Jabari Smith, a lot of those questions for me start to fade away. A lot of those questions start to go away because we already know he's going to be a really good shooter. There, there seems to be very, very little doubt. This isn't a Jalen Suggs issue where you know people thought he'd be a good shooter, but the percentages weren't there in college. The percentages are there in college for him to be a very good shooter. Not just a good shooter, a very good shooter. Then comes the defense. We know that this Magic front office values defense tremendously. Uh, we know why they they really be, they really believe in defensive versatility, length, and just a will to defend. Uh, if you go back into our archives and listen to our podcast with Zach Lockerby of Locked On Auburn, he talks about Jabari's drive and his determination to be good. How the uh, you know the stories uh, Zach told the story. I've heard stories as well elsewhere. Auburn couldn't keep him out of the gym. Auburn had to have a coach available at all hours of the night to open the gym up for Jabari Smith because he wanted to get the work in. Um, and, you know, some of those stories sometimes feel a little manufactured, but I'll say this. Um, when he came to Orlando last week, I, I, had, I had some definite misgivings, um, and, and I think the manager are going to have to coax some, some aggression and some, you know, kind of— I, I, I say this all the time, and I say this truthfully and, 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 and constructively, I hope. To be great in the NBA, you got to have some ego. Uh, and, and I think that Jabari, I don't think he's an ego guy. I think that he wants to do what's best for his team. But that what he, I think he understands better than a lot of people. Sometimes what's best for his team is he has to be the scorer. He has to be the guy on the attack. He has to be the guy being the driving force. 
for his team. And, and I think that's something that I think that's something that he wants to do. Um and, and something that he could grow into. But I look at Jabari Smith, and the more I watch tape of him, the more I see a lot of his perceived weaknesses go away. Um, again, we talked a little bit earlier in, in the week about uh, his the myths about him and why I think some of those myths just aren't true or, or, or you know aren't 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 completely there. Certainly at Auburn, he played with some really poor guards. Certainly at Auburn, Walker Kessler was eating up a lot of space and prevented him from getting to the basket. I think there's a real concern about his ability to get to the basket and, and honestly, some concern about him creating his own shot off the dribble. Um, but every time I watch him and watch highlights and clips of him, I see a lot of the traits that this Magic team likes. And I see a lot of the kind of culture and identity this team wants to have. And really, I, I have become a stronger believer that Jabari Smith Jr. is the pick because of these facts. Jabari Smith doesn't attack off the dribble because A, that, that that's not necessarily his strength, but B, he's not just going to attack to attack. I see a lot of these college guys, they drive themselves into traps. They drive themselves into, into holes because, yes, they're the best player on their team. They can get themselves out of it. But Jabari Smith plays for the team. He does what the team needs him to do. And if that means a two-dribble pull-up at the free-throw line, he's going to hit that, and he's going to hit that well. Um, if that means two dribbles, no, no attack, keep the ball moving, he's going to do that. You know, I... I don't want to compare him to Kevin Durant because I don't think he's Kevin Durant. Durant was a much more prolific scorer, especially off the bounce uh, in, in college. Uh, but you look at Kevin Durant's scoring profile. It's a lot. Yes, he's able to get to the basket, and that's kind of what takes him to that next level. But it's a healthy diet of spot up threes. It's a healthy diet of pull up mid range jumpers. Durant's not getting to the line, not getting to the basket a ton. He gets to the line a healthy amount. And I see Jabari Smith with a somewhat similar shot profile. He's efficient with his dribbles. He's not going to just dribble and drive and kind of circle back back around. Uh, it's very much like Franz Wagner. He's sort of like a souped-up Franz Wagner in that way. I think Franz is better at getting to the basket, but look at Franz's shot profile. Um, he was actually one of the he was actually one of the worst high-volume shooters at the rim. Missed a lot of shots at the basket. He got there a lot though. Um, but it, uh, there's, there's a couple areas where Franz needs to continue improving. I, I've been a big advocate of he needs like a two-dribble pull-up at the free-throw line. Um, but finishing at the rim is certainly as, as good as he is at it. He still needs to be a little bit more efficient and selective at when he drives all the way to the rim because his passing, while significantly, it's really good, can still get a lot better. But this is, again, back to that big point that I made earlier this week. And a lot of, a lot of listeners, a lot of readers have kind of reached out to me about this point, and I, I think it's a really good way to think about this draft pick. The Magic aren't drafting a player here. They are drafting the team they want to be. Each one of these players creates a different uh, setting and a different way that this team is going to play. And so I look at how the Magic have tried, what the Magic have valued under Jeff Weltman, what they've tried to build. And every time I think about what are the things that, that Jeff Weltman values, what are the things that this team wants to be. what Jamal Mosley, space, space, pace, and the past, together, toughness, and talking. Which player exemplifies those philosophies? Um, what we saw on the court this season uh, and how we take it to the next level, how we get it, how we level up, as Jamal Mosley put it at the end of last season. And every time I think about those questions, 
my answer just keeps coming up as Jabari Smith Jr. Um, we obviously got a week to go before the draft, so it'd be silly to 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 put a you know, like dot the I, cross a T, close the book. We're done with it. Um, you know, the Magic, as far as we know, still haven't worked out Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro. Um, I saw a report that they worked out Shaden Sharp. Uh, we know we we know we saw reports that they worked out Keegan Murray. Um, you know, we know that there's these three guys, and, and and that's really the focus of this draft. But every time I I analyze this pick, every time I analyze what the who the Magic are, what they want to be, I keep coming to Jabari Smith exemplifies everything they want to be. And if he killed the interview in the way that. Um, a lot of Auburn people tell me that he would kill the interview or that he would uh, that that he would carry himself and, and and show himself and who he is. If all that happened, then I think the pick becomes pretty self-evident. I don't want to dismiss the other two players in the running. I will explain why I don't think those guys necessarily why Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro don't necessarily fit what I think the Magic are thinking. We'll get into that, plus talk a little bit about what I tried to do in the late first round of our mock draft and uh, talk about some players that uh, I think the Magic could target with their first and second round picks, uh, with, with, the, with their second round picks and the potential to trade back into the first. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, you know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time Built has outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing a mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this. The new mud pie bar, mud pie bar, it's a tongue twister too, is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. That's like three of my favorite Built Bar flavors all in one. Um, I actually do have a sample, and I haven't tried it yet, and I may go grab it and eat it right now because I'm probably going to hit my bike and work out right after this. Um, you got to try Mud Pie as soon as possible. Thanks for telling me that copy. And you need to hurry because the Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Not convinced? Well, here's the best part. It's actually good for you. All built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you and sprinkled some magic pixie dust to make it low calorie for you too. Mud Pie bar and puffs are available at built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. You're going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Go to Built.com today, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We have an important favor to ask you uh, as we get closer to the end of the NBA calendar, the end of the NBA season, the beginning of a new year. Yes, the, the uh, my new year is on July 1st. You can't tell me otherwise. Uh, we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks again for all your help, and of course, thanks again for listening. So, you know, I, I'm coming out with who I'm picking in, in the Locked On, uh, lock, picking for the Orlando Magic because of the, of the Locked On Ultimate um, NBA Mock Draft, which is currently available wherever you download podcasts. Um, picks one through five are today. It'll be it'll continue all the way through next Thursday. Uh, so I am, you know, I I'm on record with who I picked. Um, you know, I made I, I recorded what was uh, displayed on that podcast uh, a, a week ago or so, week or so ago, um, a little bit more than a week ago, uh, probably two weeks ago actually. It's it's been a while. Um, and, uh, and 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 I have not changed. I've actually kind of hardened my stance on that um, a lot. Um, and again, it's it's not so much. What Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren don't do, um, you know, to, to be perfectly honest, um, I am I am involved in plenty of debates and plenty of conversations about the top three. I, I think this 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 pick is really really close. Um, I think you're not wrong to pick someone else. You're not wrong to question the things that Jabari Smith still needs to improve. He absolutely needs to improve on a lot of things to get to the level he wants to get to. I've kind of joked that. Uh, you know, there's the the difference between he's he's somewhere between the difference between Chris Middleton and Jason Tatum, and you know I agree you don't want to build a franchise necessarily around uh, uh you don't want to build a franchise necessarily around a Chris Middleton, but you know Chris Middleton's still a really good player, and you know again Paolo Bancaro is going to be a really good player. Uh, I I was on the Paolo train for a very very long time, and it's because he is just a bucket getter. He's just going to go get you points. He's just going to go go score. Um, but again. With the with a decision this close, um, and again, you're free to debate this. I'm not. I'm not going to be the arbiter of this. But with a decision this close, I, 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 it's not necessarily that team fit matters because it's the number one pick. The, you you fit your team around the number one pick. But like I said, this is really an opportunity to set your own destiny, which is what I what I what it felt like on lottery night. Um, but this is an opportunity to really cement the kind of team you want to be. Um, again. And Jeff Waltman's going to be judged on this. It, you know, regardless of who he picks, he's got to hit. You know, this pick's got to be a good pick, um, which I don't think there, there'll be a problem there. But, you know, if one of these guys becomes a super-duper star and the Magic miss on it, yeah, that margin for error, that seat gets a little warmer because of it. And, and I do think, like, Paolo Bancaro's going to be rookie of the year. Um, you know, I think he's going to make the biggest impact the quickest, even if he ends up on Houston, which I don't think is a great fit for him, even after the Christian Wood trade. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, I, I don't think he's the greatest fit for them. I think he, I mean, again, I think he would fit really well with the magic. I think Chet would fit really well with the magic. You know, I think the magic are a blank enough slate that they can, they're, they're a good spot for whoever they end up picking. But again, I, I go back to this point. What is the team the magic want to build? What is the team the magic want to be? And it's all about defensive versatility. It's all about kind of keeping the ball moving and kind of being free flowing and, while I think Paolo is a very, very good passer and a much better passer than he gets credit for, I think he's a bit, not that he's a ball stopper, 
But he, we haven't seen him be the facilitator that I think we all think he can be, or, or that 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 he might need to be, or that the Magic want a kind of starring player to be. Um, you know, I think I I look at Paolo and I do see that his play style can be a little bit limiting. Um, you know, there isn't the, the the creativity, there isn't the flexibility that I think you will need when it comes to to, to the playoffs. Um, if you haven't, I would go listen to the Six Man Show. I expand on a lot of these ideas with with Jonathan Osborne on that show. Uh, but a, a big big point that 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 I got to in talking with him uh, him uh, earlier this week, you know, was like saying, okay, like all, what the Magic need to do at this point is yes, we're building and we can't turn down anything. We can't turn down talent. You know, we shouldn't be so committed to anyone on this roster currently. And there are players we should be more committed to than others, but. There's no one the Magic should be so committed to on this roster that they aren't willing to take a better player. Um, you know, there's a joke going, there's a Suns blog that's pitching a Wendell Carter trade, which I don't think can happen until January anyway, um, as a DeAndre Ayton replacement. And now I'm just like, well, the, I don't think the Magic want DeAndre Ayton anyway. I, like, I, I, I'm hesitant to trade Wendell Carter, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that the Magic shouldn't shouldn't entertain any offers or shouldn't put him put him on the table. You know, again, we just we just don't know a lot about about things right now, and obviously he's going to continue growing, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see. This team is just so young, nothing should be set in stone. You know, there's plenty, you shouldn't be giving up on anyone, but nothing should be set in stone at, at the end of the day. That's kind of why I'm not in on Paolo, because if if we're talking about what this team wants to be when they're uh, the ideal vision or version of this team or what Jeff Weltman envisions for this team I don't think it's an ISO score. I don't think it's an ISO mid-post, low-post player. I think it's a team that wants to push the pace, that you know wants to attack in multiple ways, that wants to keep the ball moving, that wants to be, you know, more like Golden State than like Boston, if that makes if that makes any sense. Obviously, you need a Steph Curry to be like Golden State, but you know, Boston, you look at like the NBA Finals right now, you know. Both Jabari Smith and Paolo Bancaro have gotten compared compared to Jason Tatum, but uh, you look at those teams. One of the reasons Boston is facing elimination tonight tonight in Game Six is because uh, their offense just bogs down. Emi Adoka has talked about it a lot. Their offense just gets stagnant for long stretches, and they're just unable to, to break out and break free. And I feel like that's the kind of style you're leaning toward if you draft Paolo Bancaro and. You know, he's not nearly the defender that Tatum is. Now, again, I'm not going to be angry if the Magic draft Bancaro. Don't get me wrong. I think Bancaro fits really, really well here. If the Magic do want a primary score like that, that's that's an easy road to success. That's an easy road to relevancy. That's an easy road back into the playoffs. Um, and you're going to need someone like that. The, the criticism that Jabari Smith can't create for himself, 100% a real concern because at the end of the day, you need someone that can beat a set defense. Um, but like I said, I think Jabari can do that in more ways, and that's that's why I lean toward him. It's a similar issue with Chet Holmgren. Um, I feel like, you know, Chet is really good. Um, I, I, I share the same concerns about his frame. I, I'm not as concerned about them as others, but I do think that is a real concern, and that is something that, you know, if the Magic are able to get him in Orlando, um, you know, he's, you know, you could go on social media and decipher some things there, but... Um, if the magic, if the magic are able to get a workout with him, you know they're gonna really look at that. Um, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, they've had guys with with weird frames that have struggled with injuries, and jo- Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba. Putting on muscle is a real issue for Chet Holmgren, and he will do it. But the, then the question is, what's his position? Like, how do you use him? Do you always need 
uh, to, to, to commit a center like Wendell Carter to back him up and to be around him? Can you win with a, two tower, with a twin tower lineup in this league right now? Um, Chet is really gifted. He's really talented, and I, and I don't think we should ignore that. He has succeeded and dominated at every stage, and that includes in college where he was playing a much smaller role. I think he will flourish in the NBA in a meaningful way. But, you know, we saw how Kristaps Porzingis struggled with injury when he got to the league and how how good he was at the start and how much he struggled since he hit that first injury. That's a risk that, you know, and not necessarily that I think you should be so worried about injuries because injuries are going to happen. But, again, building the kind of team you want to be, is that the team you want to be? Do you always want to be playing an essential Twin Towers lineup or have to find another versatile center? You know, to some extent, uh, you know, I think the Magic in investing in Nikola Vucevic boxed themselves in because you have to be a very narrow certain type of team if Nikola Vucevic is your best player. Chicago is experiencing that right now. You know, Nikola Vucevic is not their best player. Um, But, you know, with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan having the big seasons they had, Vucevic struggled, and in the playoffs, Milwaukee just feasted on him. He couldn't stay on the court in meaningful playoff games. That's why Jeff Weltman made the trade he made and why he decided to blow up the roster. They understood. We tried to make this thing go as far as we could. We've gone as far as we can. We've got to change it. And that's why Chicago is looking at trading Nikola Vucevic right now. You don't want to limit your team from the start. And again, that's why I keep coming back to Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith could be the best player in this draft. 100%. That's why he's at the top of this board. Um, he could be... He's go, He's. I think he's going to be a lot more than what he's shown and what he is now. But what's really exciting and what's really important about him is he doesn't limit the next steps. He doesn't limit what's already on the roster. He doesn't limit what happens next. He doesn't have limits. And that's why he's the pick. I think Paolo and Chet... They have, they have limits just on their style of play. And it's not that they can't break through those limits or that those limits are something that you can ignore and say, no, we'll build around that. That's fine. To me, Jabari opens the doors to more possibilities for how this team grows and builds. Um, and again, if you believe that he can take that next leap to stardom, which I believe he can, uh, everything I've seen from him and everything that I've seen him talk about, everything I've watched from him, it really makes me believe that that there is another level to his game that the magic and that the next that the NBA can unlock. And so that's that's why I'm ultimately picking him. I want to chat a little bit about my second round strategy, uh, what I was able to do, what I was and wasn't able to do, the thoughts that I had, and yes, the Christian Wood trade coming up here in just a moment. But first, we have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. The best. NBA video game ever made. Sorry, 2K. Sorry, Showtime. That was a great game. Sorry, Hangtime. Cheap knockoff. NBA Jam. By far the best basketball game ever made. And Arcade 1UP, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, they made it bigger than ever with a Shaq edition machine. That's Shaq and NBA Jam. NBA Jam came out in 1992, 1993. That means no Lakers, no stupid Heat, no stupid Cavs, no embarrassing Celtics, no Suns, whatever. Magic Shaq, the best Shaq. And you can get it on this one-of-a-kind, well, the special edition NBA Jam arcade console. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire 
and one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from Arcade1up.com. That's Arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tea. You see those in bars all the time. Mortal Kombat, the greatest video game ever made, quite possibly, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out too. They are giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at, or wherever, just, just put it wherever, at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today and boom, shaka laka. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I I will admit that... um, Trading is not my forte. Um, I am not an NBA GM. I'm not good at that part of of life. Um, I'm very kind of hesitant to... I'm a cautious person by nature. So I am not the best person to be making trades and to be wheeling and dealing. That's that's not my personality. That's not my style. But I did enter this mock draft with one goal in mind. Um, I wanted to trade Terrence Ross and at least one of my second round picks, if not both, to move back up into the first round. Um, that was a hard goal that I had. I sent emails out to just about every team that I was thinking might not need a first-round pick um, that might need Terrence Ross. I sent out a lot of emails, and, and unfortunately, uh, I was not able to accomplish this goal. I was not able to move back into the first round. Um, and, and I think this does say something. Uh, you know, I, 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 All of us are experts about our team, so I think we know a little bit about how our teams would act and what our teams would do. Um, I, I did... I will note that I emailed uh, the Philadelphia 76ers host, a locked on Sixers host, never got a response back from him. Um, I do think that there is a very strong framework for a deal for the Magic to move up to the Sixers pick. They're picking 28th? No, they're, they're like, I forget where they're picking. They're, no, they're picking 25th. There it is. Um, I'm looking at my draft board here. Uh, they're picking 25th in the draft. Um, and they have Danny Green, who is a non-guaranteed deal. His guarantee date is July 1st. He is out for the year. He's tore his ACL during the playoffs, so I would not expect him to play this year. Um, that is, I think, a really a, a framework for a deal. Terrence Ross, 32, maybe 35 as well, uh, to move back into the first round, get Danny Green. Magic could cut him. Magic could keep him, save him for the trade deadline, let him expire, whatever. Um, their, ma- their salary is essentially matched, so it's, it's, it's no skin off the Magic's, Magic's back there if, if they took him on. Obviously, if they cut him before July 1st, that probably means they're going to make some major signings in free agency, But um, you know, or, or they could try and ship him off again before free agency for a team that is trying to cut some money. Um, but essentially, 
I was trying to get up into the first round. And and unfortunately, just Terrence Ross wasn't enough to get people to move. Um, you know, I, I, I talked to the Spurs, thinking that they might want a, a veteran shooter to help that young team. They weren't super interested. Um, I talked to Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee wasn't super interested in, in adding adding Ross uh, as, as a potential shooter and, and spacer. Um, you know, Dallas was certainly a target of mine. Uh, you know, I, we, I think, I think I was more centered on getting Dorian Finney-Smith, um, along with that to match salaries. Uh, I would prefer Dwight Powell in that deal, but obviously, um, that is out the window now as Dallas has traded that pick, the 26th pick to Houston for Christian Wood. Um, again, that, I think that does say a little bit that there is a, a willingness to move around in this draft, um. You know, there are teams that are looking to make improvements that want to move off picks in this draft. Um, so there is an opportunity to kind of collect some picks there. Um, you know, I think offering only Terrence Ross isn't going to do it. Um, whether 32 and 35 are also enough is, is I think, the ultimate question. And, and that's kind of the conclusion that I got to. Uh, I'm sure Jeff Weltman is having the same issue with this. And at this point, I would, I would tell Weltman, you know, if your goal is to get a first-round pick for Terrence Ross, just take whatever you can get at this point. Um don't don't overthink it. You know, if there's a player that you're going to get that you're not super thrilled about as long as the contract doesn't kill you, I don't think it's the worst idea to do it. Uh, you know, again, just moving Terrence Ross, I think, right now uh, is the main goal, and you can figure out what to do with 32 and 35 uh, when you get to it. Um, of course, the other kind of complication that I had, um, the other complication that I had uh, as I was thinking about this was, A, looking at the draft landscape, and I won't, spoil who was available and, and, and who I was thinking of. Uh, you know, there, there's one player that I was surprised slipped pretty low in our mock draft um, in Usman Jang. And, and when I saw him slipping pretty low, I was really trying hard to get him. He's a 6'9 forward, um, plays like a point guard, came on really strong at the end of the year for the New Zealand Breakers, which is the NBL in Australia, one of the, uh, one of the up-and-coming leagues around the, wor- around the world right now. Um, I really, really liked him. Uh, you know, certainly just a, just a talented guy that I wouldn't expect to slip. Um, you know, Kevin, o- Kevin O'Connor, the ringer, mocked, mocked him number nine to San Antonio, I believe. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think, or I don't know what number San Antonio is picking. I, I apologize, but mocked him in his top 10. Uh, there is, there is plenty. Uh, there are plenty of good players. And, and again, I just think one of the issues that this draft presents is players 12 through 27 are really, really close. It's going to be hard to kind of suss out uh, what the order of this draft is going to be and, and where players are going to fall and try and predict who's going to fall where. Um, I, I think that's one of the real challenges of this draft and one of the real challenges of trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to target? Um, so again, if I'm the Magic, you know, my thought process is I'm only making this trade if a player that I really want is there. So who are the players that the Magic might really want? Um, I talked, I think, about Bryce McAllens of Nebraska I really like him. Uh, I think that he's got really a lot of talent. Uh, he got to the free throw line nearly for like a 45, for nearly 50% free throw rate, a little bit less than that. I think it was like 48, 49. Dude just gets to the basket, draws contact, finishes through contact really well. Um, he had to play on the ball a lot at Nebraska. Uh, so his three-point sh- shooting looks really terrible. Um, shot sub 33.3%, but his catch and shoot three-point percentage was in the 40s, I believe. Problem is he was on the ball so much that we don't really know if that's that's real or not. His free throw percentage would suggest that he is a much better shooter than he showed at, at the college ranks. And so I think that if I think that he would be a guy that I would target as a potential sleeper pick, a guy who could really anchor your bench bench scoring, could be a catch and shoot guy, or could develop into a catch and shoot guy. He's got to play better defense, but 
I think he's got all the tools. He's 6'7". He's got good size. I, I really like him. I would also be looking at Jake LaRavia, power forward from Wake Forest, just a really hustle, energy guy. Does all the little gritty, dirty things. Um, he's going to get to a playoff team and, and really do well for someone. Uh, I would also be looking at Christian Coloco of Arizona. Um, I think Jalen Williams of Santa Clara is going to be too high. But between centers, I talked about the center position earlier this week. Christian Coloco of Arizona, as well as... Um, uh, blanking on his name again. Uh, where'd he go? Jalen Williams of Arkansas. I think are really good players to to keep an eye on as far as kind of energy bigs to bring off the bench. Uh, like I said uh, in that podcast about Mo Bamba, I do think the Magic need to put some attention on the center position. I think they need a veteran more than they need a a, a, a rookie at that spot um, because I would anticipate needing Wendell needing to 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 have someone start for Wendell Carter. Uh, you know, for at least 10 to 15 games uh, every year right now. You know, again, he's he's just, he's missed a lot of time. He, missed, he only played 62 games last year. Now was a career high for him. So uh, I do think that, I do think that there is a, that there, the Magic needs some cover uh, on that end. Uh, I would also be looking at, uh, at, at the center position. Uh, I would also be looking at, I'm blanking on names. Uh, uh, there's uh, obviously Usman Jang, uh, not Usman Jang, uh, Khalifa Jop. Uh, profiled him on OrlandoMagic.com uh, or MagicDaily.com. I, I don't think that he's quite what the Magic are looking for. He's a little little rawer than I think that they want. And then there's the French guy that I am blanking my name. I'm blanking on names all of a sudden. Uh, wrong time to be to be doing that. And also, if the Magic are looking for a guard, I'd look at Dalen Terry. It sounds like he's been a fast riser in this draft class. Uh, Arizona guard, really good defender. Um, you know, still still developing his three point shot, but but has has really turned some heads. Uh, throughout the draft process has kind of been one of the quiet risers has apparently had some really good workouts as well so he's he's and he seems pretty confident that he's going to go in the first round there are options that's that's really the point there are options and, and like I say um, the magic have to pick their guy and go for him uh, I think that they have to really uh, they have to be they have to know who they're chasing um, and know that they're going to get him if they're going to make a move back into the first round and, and again there's always a chance that they fall into the, into the second round because this draft is really kind of throw everything up in the air and see where everything lands that's that's just the nature of this draft well I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic you of course find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD you can follow find the podcast on Apple Podcasts Stitcher TuneIn Himalaya Google Spotify Odyssey all of the places all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. As promised, the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get more than 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On, NBA Big Board, and more. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Picks one through five were today. One through six were today. Uh, make the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Go there right now. I just explained my pick in a little bit more detail. See what uh, everyone else thinks about it there as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic, Dylan, Locked on Magic, this is the world of Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.